I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Podcast. I'm one half of your presenting duo. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me always, Christopher Glasson. Your, right. your significant other, yeah. You right? The better, the better half. I'm okay, mate. I'm not, I, I, was, I was spray painting in the back garden first thing this oh, morning. Oh, you're such a hipster, aren't you? Or are you just doing a little bit such of like spray can art, stenciling uh, in Margate? You know, just... Oh, just a little, you know, just a little bit of street art and that. I'll probably sell it for, I'll probably sell that brick wall for a few million, yeah. I reckon. Uh, no, I was spraying table legs. That's not, not as exciting. Right. I was doing it like like about half nine last night. I don't think the neighbours or anyone was happy with if me. And so, thought I'd start this morning as well. If you test the spray paint on a bit of cardboard mm. before you spray it on the thing, mm. cock and bollocks, yeah? Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm just going to agree, but I'd be lying. I just do like a mad, mad squiggle. Oh, yeah, look at you tagging a, a bit of cardboard. Just draw a cock and balls, man. I'll get 50 <laughs> quid for one of those bits of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to start doing a cock and balls, though, Stu. Thank you for correcting my behaviour <laughs> there. No worries. No worries. Right, before we do anything, let's give um, let's talk about our sponsors. So uh, we've got a sponsor that is also a podcast. It's the Say What Podcast, and... Uh, mm-hmm. By its own admission and confirmed by us, it's the worst podcast you can possibly ever listen to. It's really bad. Um, Trap. It is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You ain't even listened, have you? No, I have. have. I've listened to first first episode with F A W T or F A T. Is it F A W T? Not sure. The no- notorious F A T. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's it's Big Papa J. He decided to um, because he couldn't get on distraction pieces because he kept getting banned. He thought he'd just uh, do his own podcast, and I believe he's um, he's got loads of his own face just plastered around the M25, yeah. hasn't he? He's put them all up on his billboards. His marketing budget was spent on billboards, just putting his own face uh, and his podcast on there, which is incredible and just ridiculous. Mm. But I guess that sort of sums up the podcast. It's incredible and ridiculous mm. uh, and essentially yeah. shit. Um, and they're one of our lovely sponsors, so go check out the podcast. You can get it uh, wherever you get your podcast. I should say it's called Say What? It's the Say What Podcast. Say What Podcast, yeah, yeah with uh, Big Papa J, uh, Notorious FAT. And um, what is what do they talk? It's just, it just sat, it just, the po- episode I listened to was just madness. It's, it's just nonsense. The, the insane ramblings of Justin Price. When yeah. I went on there, they said I had to Wasn't do it? a what, why, and a where. Um, I tried to do that, but uh, Justin just got too drunk and just wanted to talk 
drivel. Uh, so it was just an absolute shower of shit. And, and I believe that's pretty much what you get every week. And uh, so, yeah, great to have them on board as a sponsor. Sign up. Um, also, Love Beer. Tell us about Love Beer, Chris. I'm going to tell you about Summer Academy because I've, I've told you about Charlie quite a few times recently. Uh, I'm going to talk about Summer Academy. Um, he said that he's going to deck me when he sees me because I, I apologise. I hadn't responded to Summer Academy. Summer Academy uh, runs karate uh, uh, classes up and down the country. He has m- many a dojo. And I, I did respond to him in adequate time the other day. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry. He said, it's all right, mate. Don't ever worry about replying. And I'm like, no, because we've got a film with you soon. Um in a karate dojo and I don't want you double leg sweeping me and he's basically said it, it really doesn't matter what I do or say I'm I'm in for it that day so uh, yes um, I wish I could learn some karate before I go to summer academy so I can defend myself a bit better stop, but stop, yes stop, if you want to learn stop, stop. I wish oh. I could learn some karate <laughs> you've been dining out on the fact that you're a black belt for about 20 fucking years and now push comes to shove and you've got to actually show up and display these skills that you've been banging on about. All of a sudden you've got to learn some karate. I don't think um I don't think I've ever mentioned karate or me being a black belt or Essex champion ever. <laughs> so yeah, I, t- I take it all back now. Okay. Uh I'm yeah, yeah, I'm I'm well, terrified. Look, if you're like Chris uh, and are interested in learning some karate, where do they go, mate? Uh, academycouk uh, Renshi Simon James runs a number of academies around the southeast, uh, where you can and your your kids and you can even do parent and baby d- uh, self defence courses. But that is actually a career. There's there's it's a growing industry. Karate. Um, it's great for the mind, um, and great for discipline and your health. And yeah, there's there's loads opening up. So if you actually want a career in that, then you can you can actually look into that. So if you like your fitness, if you already have some degree of martial arts training, go and check it out. See if there's an opportunity for you. Absolutely. There. And if you don't want to get fit and uh, and and really work on you know a, a healthier mind and body, then go check out uh, lovebeer.co.uk. Uh, they're our <laughs> third sponsor. They will give you absolutely amazing booze. Like they've delivered, well, they don't deliver it to the door anymore, do they? I tell you what, they will come and do it. Yes, they'll build you a bar. Uh, they can build the most bespoke, incredible mm. bars in the most weirdest and wonderful places. Uh, and through lockdown, I know so many of you um, signed up and, and had the deliveries where Charles would come and literally deliver these incredible bottles of booze and cans of booze to your doorstep. So, yeah, go check out our, our longest-suffering uh, sponsor, um, OG. the OG. Yeah, Charles. Mm-hmm. Charles? Charles. How is it? Don't keep saying it. You'll freak Sorry. <laughs> Just let's leave it. Chaz. Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> he loves Chaz. Yeah, love, um, love beer. So go check them out. They'll all be tagged on the socials. So uh, go give them a follow, <laughs> a like. And uh, yeah. But don't don't listen to the Say What podcast. It's really bad. <laughs> Should we get on with today's episode? Absolutely, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, we've got some other podcasters on today. And uh, Alice, Josh. Professionals. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very yeah. happy to be yes. here. Thank you for yeah. having us. Absolute pleasure. Yeah, wonderful. Absolute hot. pleasure. Hot. He's Scorchio today, isn't it? And I'll tell you mm-hmm. what is red hot. Your podcast. Oh. Tell, tell us oh, tell yeah. us all about your podcast. That's a link. That's, 
That's a link. Go on, Josh, take it away. Uh, so yeah, so we are just films and that, and we talk about underrated, underseen films amongst other things. So essentially, me and Alice are the co-hosts, and we take it in turns to pick a film that we think is underrated or underseen for whatever reason. We talk about it, obviously having watched it, and then we decide is it underrated, is it underseen. Every now and then, we chuck in a classic film to sort of say, does this deserve the classic status? We have guests on, such as yourselves. Jew came on and talked about a film that's just close to their heart. Um, and that's pretty much it, isn't it, Alice? That is pretty much it. Yeah, but we're very, so. we're very nice about it. It's a celebration. Yeah, we don't of like to criticise stuff. Yeah, we really try. And, yeah. There's a, it's, it's a positive space, especially when we've got guests on as well. Like we want to get excited about your film. Obviously, when things are bad, we'll highlight that. But we're never going in to attack it. Like I feel like so many podcasts are just sort of attacking films and just like mm. saying everything that's mm. wrong with them. So we take the shit films and find everything that's right with them. Mm. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I was uh, Alice, a massive fan throughout my uh, sort of like mid twenties. I guess it started as a, just watching junk when I was a kid, but I, I, I then became such a big fan of B movies um, to the point mm. where yeah, you can find fault in it, but it also they also tell you where like how I would write a script and and the sort of like pitfalls that I would do, and also the things that are just absolutely just so much fun when you watch uh, B movies mm-hmm. where you can start predicting quite how wacky it goes uh yeah so i, li- I like that attitude i like the t- taking a, p- a positive sort of like look on them and yeah, yeah i mean that as a premise for a podcast is an absolute uh corker because you know i mean we can all agree independence day is the greatest film uh of all time but well, sometimes we, you want to sh- shine some we light we on it actually one of our yeah. guests chose um, that and i think oh, we did we did yeah. come to the conclusion or at least i did that it was a bit underrated because it was so much better than i remembered it being yeah 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 well what he what he said was it was quite interesting he said it doesn't it doesn't have the legacy of other big films yeah. He said so. Like, if you look at I don't know, like I don't know, Terminator or yeah. Aliens or Predator Die or Hard. A, Mar- a Marvel film, yeah. Die Hard, yeah, something like that, Lethal Weapon. It doesn't have that legacy. It obviously had a sequel that was made like twenty years later. Yeah. That sort of was. I, I haven't even seen it, but mm. from what I, I, the impression I get is sort of a bit, meh, a yeah. bit flat, and nothing happens in it. Um, but yeah, and so we we did decide it was um, pretty underrated, mm-hmm. didn't we? It's not underseen because it's you no, know not massive hit, but. But it isn't an underrated. <laughs> it almost burnt itself out Independence Day. Sorry to absolutely derail this straight onto a different film, but <laughs> to me, Independence Day, like there was, I, I probably saw it twice at the cinema, and there wasn't one what? person who walked out of the cinema who wasn't having the time of their life. Like, yeah. like me and all my friends came out. We were like, that was great. And people, gen- like the both times I went with different groups of people. I went with family at one point as well, and everyone really liked it. And then within about. 18 months to 24 months all of a sudden it was getting a bit like I don't know people suddenly didn't like it I felt mm. and, and I can't speak on everyone it was that is my observations and then suddenly it was getting a mickey take and I was thinking hold on I thought that was quite good independence mm. which one's that um, is that Will, Will Smith saves the world yeah. Oh. yeah 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 one of the ones one of the ones where Will oh, Smith saves yeah. the world yeah. with a massive slap <laughs> he just gives a big slap yeah. is that the one where he literally just walks out of rubble at the end yeah, but I, I'm telling you, right, mm. go back and watch it. Go mm. back and watch it. Because this is what I was thinking when, when they picked it. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this, watching it when I was a kid, and it was just really cheesy and a bit naff. But it's actually a really well-constructed story with some really good lines of action. I reckon give it another chance. I think you I'll might like it. Re-watch it. <laughs> it, um, it, it. One of the things it does do, which we talked about, was that uh, there's a lot of films like that, you know, these big disaster movies, and they, they, what they do is they get an all-star cast and they just go, throw everything at the cast mm. and just, like, 
so they don't they can't compensate and they can't balance that out with story. So you get characters and he's like, he was barely in it. Mm. Or like or like I didn't understand his plotline or her plotline. It just went nowhere. Whereas Independence Day, to be fair, we what one thing I did notice when I was looking at it critically was everyone gets some everyone's story is wrapped up yeah. and everyone gets a moment to shine. So yeah. Nice, nice. Clear story arcs, <laughs> like it. Right. What's your top five? Alice, do you want to do this one or should I take what, it? So what what is our category? Yes. Yeah. What are you going for? <laughs> so we've picked the top five films that we wish we'd been to see on the opening night. Is oh, that right, Josh? Have I explained that properly? It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, top five films that we, I suppose, in yeah, that we didn't watch on opening night, that we couldn't watch on opening night or haven't watched on opening night so that we could be the first people to see it. And then, therefore, it didn't come with any baggage whatsoever. Right. Oh, I love it. Right. I love it. Uh, love that's, it. Love that's it. That, yeah. that was my that was my thing, and I was like, what What do I wish I'd gone in? Because there are films you go in like spoilers if you've not seen it, and this isn't on mine, but it might be on yours. What would it have been like to go into the Sixth Sense? Yeah, it was good. You know, some, yeah. something like that. Yeah, was, and, and that come was out. a great week, Josh. That was for films. <laughs> yeah. Cinema. 1999, what a year yeah. for films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to cut into you there, mate. I just got too excited when you said six. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's the idea, isn't it, Alice? Like, f- films that we wish we'd seen, an opening night that we could have gone into with entirely as little knowledge as possible. Well, the way that I sort of inferred it was more like um, to, to kind of fe- like feel what the feeling would have been like on that first night as well. well too, and just yeah. being like, what, what, what would I want to have truly experienced and get like an authentic reaction from everyone yeah. around me that's yeah, kind of where my great. brain went with it yeah that's that's brilliant uh, i'm really looking forward uh, to this and uh, in fact at least at least sorry to interrupt so at least nice. two of mine are, are that are like what i wanted to be in the cinema mm-hmm. and see what the what the feel the, the vibe was like can we have some honorable mentions to the best reactions you've had in cinemas like you know where you've sort of like been in a cinema and there's been like oh yeah oh, bloody hell that was good uh. I mean, I've, like, got, um, I've got one. This is a funny oh, one. Go on, so, Alice, right, I, go was, on. So, I was at uni, yeah, third year. Uh, I'm not going to give you the whole life story. But basically, <laughs> a couple of my mates were going to the cinema and they were like, oh, we're going to go watch the final Twilight film. And I hadn't seen any of the Twilight films. And I was like, it's not really my thing. But I was like, you know what? I like hanging out with you. Let's all go to the cinema and watch Twilight. And obviously in this one, spoilers if you haven't seen the last Twilight film. But there's what? like this whole scene that feels like it's real and feels like it's actually happening in the narrative. And then it turns out to be a vision. And there was just like this collective, like, oh, like release mm. of kind of excitement and I guess tension and stuff. Obviously it meant nothing to me. I was like, don't they do this all the time or whatever? Like, okay, vampire's cool. But everyone was just like, like you could feel it. And I was really surprised. And I really remember that because I was just so surprised that it was a quite a good experience, even though I didn't really care about the film. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Nice. nice. <laughs> uh, trying to think of you. I remember, so obviously, the, the one that comes to mind, and, and this isn't that older film, so spoilers if you've not seen it, but is is the newest Spider-Man. Oh, right, uh, yeah. So, yeah, have yeah. you seen it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, have you I seen it, Stu, or are you not bothered about spoilers? Uh, no, I'm not worried about spoilers. I'm... Yeah, so the bit where the other two Spider-Mans come back... Everyone cheered, and yeah. I've never been in a cinema where yeah. everyone cheered before. It was like it, I've only ever seen it in America, mm. yeah, uh, uh, like on clips of stuff. So that was good. That was like because I think for me, obviously, spy the first Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, was the first time I remember going to the cinema because I would have been eleven, and and like coming out being like like oh, wow. blown away, yeah. actually breath, you know, actually speechless mm-hmm. or whatever. So 
Spider-Man was one. Endgame was probably one as well, mm. I must say. Just a cinema full of nerds on opening night going, Captain America caught the hammer. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, no, I remember watching like Return of the King mm. and a lot of people getting up and then sitting back down again every five minutes. <laughs> because it gets to the end yes. and loads of people going, right, that must be yeah. 30 minute wrap oh, oh, no, there's more. There is, uh, there's and more. then Frodo got a job uh, as the... Uh, yeah. why do I want to know this part of the story <laughs> like, it's 20 years later like, why yeah. do I know that he everyone lived happily ever after but let's show you <laughs> everyone living happily ever after so that was good I've never um, I've never walked out of a cinema or anything like that I've been taken out because I was scared when I was a kid mm-hmm. uh, that was Mask of Zorro actually which was the first oh, episode really? me and Alice ever did <laughs> Um, but I was like eight or something, mm. so I got I got scared, and my grand when my granddad took me out. Oh, bless. <laughs> but other than that, I've never. Have you ever walked out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, walked out because I was too scared. Uh, yeah. uh, what were you scared of? Exorcist director's cut. I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't yeah. really. I didn't Fair really enough. get into horror films until I was like twenty, mm. Mm. and I had seen horror films before that, but not many. And that director's cut, it's just too much for me. Mm. I, I, like, I was eighteen, and I turned to my mate and I went. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I felt physically sick. And yeah. I actually had the same repulsion watching uh, the scene in Alien. Uh, is it Prometheus when they she removes the uh, alien out of her chest with the machine? And I started, broke out into a cold sweat watching that. So, uh, yeah, that that's one instance. I think I've walked out of others. I walked out of the Scorpion King. Uh, <laughs> like, and I, I, I kind of love the rock. I love the Mummy series. But I was, I was with, a, with a girl, mate who was there consoling me because I'd had some bad news, but like right. I could tell she was not enjoying it. And to be honest with you, it was shit. So That's a bad <laughs> night, isn't it? I just go. got, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got images of you looking at the Scorpion King going, he will never be a film star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not having it. Stick to wrestling, mate. I walked out of, um, <laughs> is it James Wood's Vampires? Oh, the John yeah, Carpenter one. That. that was so shit. I got halfway through that and I was like, nah. And I got up and tried to leave loads of times with, is it the thin blue, no, thin red line? The Terrence Mallet one with like everybody everybody in in it. it. And there's just a scene about five hours in where the boat just like, (laughs) like, just like sails off. For ages with nothing happening, just the, and it's like, <laughs> and credits, and then it just cuts, and, it, and like literally, you just had the whole audience just go, oh, for fuck's sake, like you could just, <laughs> this is, do you know what? I had such high expectations of that as well, and I know a lot of people really loved that movie, but I was like, nah, it just bored me. Anyway, <laughs> we've, we've, uh, we've gone right off of uh, we have. Off the track already, so let's pull it back, right. Top five. Who's going first? Ladies first, I think. All right, go on then. Starting at number five, yeah? Yeah. Going down to one, just making <laughs> sure I don't fuck my list up. Right. <laughs> number five is pop star, never stop, never stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would be on oh, your yeah. list. I didn't think Josh would be surprised at this. That film is funnier and better than it has any right to be. I was just... He couldn't have put into my wildest dreams what I was expected and then what it was. It's just a fucking brilliant film. What is it? It's so funny. But all oh, right, here we go. Sorry. Pop, <laughs> pop star never stop, never stopping. It's got the Lonely Island in it, if you know there. <coughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lonely Island. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's, um, so yeah, before yeah, I go Andy off on one, yeah. It? It's basically a parody of um, Justin Bieber, isn't it? It's basically a parody of Never Saying. Never, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, much. and it's just so right. funny. And the songs are brilliant. 
The production value is so high. It looks amazing. Andy Samberg is great. I just love it so much. And I would have loved to have been there in the cinema, in the theatre with the people and just like, when when are they laughing? What beats are they seeing? Like, and just, I would have just loved to have gauged the reaction. And if the, it was one of surprise because it was so good, because I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Oh, it's so good. I mean, I don't even want to say if you haven't seen it, go and watch it because I think maybe part of the reason that I liked it so much as well was because I already liked the Lonely Island loads. So if you don't like mm. them already, I don't know if it is as good. But yeah, boss, love it. I think it's the only film we've done on the podcast where Alice has decided it's too short. Yeah, it was too, it's one hour 28. Like, I was like, give me 15 more minutes, please. <laughs> you can fit more songs in there. Have you seen but it, they were, There were songs that they took out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, I, I like Andy Sandberg a lot. I really do. Um, you know, I mean, later on, he's done Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is great. I just like his mm. sensibilities. Um, I just think he's funny. He did, mm. um, what was the other film I really enjoyed? Hot Rod. Pa- oh, Hot Rod's uh, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. But, uh, what's, what's that one, Josh? What's the other Palm one? Springs is good. Oh, it's a Palm Springs is good, yeah. It's really and good. Cel- Celeste and Jesse Forever is another one he did with Rashida Jones, which is very good. I've not Ooh. seen that. I've not seen that. Yeah. So that's one I've I'll get to get to. It's enjoy. worth watching. It's it's more serious. It's not like it's a comedy, but it's it's more like an indie comedy rather yeah. than an out and out comedy. Cool. I think it's brilliant. Um, and yeah, Lonely Island, you know, obviously. I think uh, have you got a favourite Lonely Island song? Uh, to Ooh. the one I do always I come back to is Jack Sparrow. Like yeah, that is a hard question. And if if you know we did the top five Lonely Island songs, like that would be a much harder <laughs> category. But yeah, the 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 Jack Sparrow one because Michael Bolton is just fucking hilarious yeah. as well. It's just so I just, good. I just had sex as well. That's I, yeah, it's so, catchy, sex, so catchy, so uh, catchy. Um, I'm on a boat, like. Um, I, um, what is the one? I like I'm a boss that he did with Seth. Like Rogen. a boss, yeah, yeah, that's a bit of an like older the one. The first time you watch that, it takes a bit of a weird direction, and it then. Does. Um, oh god, is it? I came in my pants. What's that one called? Jizz in my pants. pants. That was yeah. huge, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, yeah. the, fir- that was the big yeah, first yeah, one, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. That was like the first time everyone, I think, knew about them. For any listeners who haven't watched this, this must sound so weird. Oh, yeah, and have <laughs> you seen a Dick in a Box? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dick in a Box is... I don't know. I just... I really think that's great. And yeah, I love his sentiment, his sen- sense of humour, Ali. So that's such a great shout. And uh, <coughs> one for you to enjoy, Stu. I kind of had that reaction with uh, Austin Powers, Alice, to mm-hmm. be fair, at the cinema. Because mm-hmm. no one knew... Like, we went pr- pr- pretty much opening weekend to that, me and a few mates... And then we ca- we were just pissing our pants throughout mm-hmm. it. We came out with like, that was insanely funny. I mean, I haven't watched it back. It's probably like, probably cancellable. I have no idea what's in, in Austin Powers. I know it was very funny. But um, yeah, like uh, that was the same, like zero expectation and was just like rolling around the floor laughing. So I've, I've had this conversation before about the like cancelability of Austin Powers and stuff, but like it is satire. Like it's not, it's yeah. not presented to you in that way, but some people say, oh yeah, that wouldn't get made now. And it's like, what do you mean? Mm. It's taking the piss out of James yeah, Bond. Like it was never serious. <laughs> I don't know, people just don't get it. There's stuff out the, now. The, yeah, of course there's there is. There, yeah, there's lo- there, are, there are loads of films that were made at a time and then you go back and go, oh, that's... Mm. That American Pie. Yeah, American Pie's bad. But, but so then Austin, Austin Powers, it's like I like. The, so I had the same feeling that you're talking about, Chris. There with Austin Powers with, with the Hangover, oh, yeah. which which in the cinema when I was like 18, thought it was hilarious, and I tried to watch it as a 30 odd year old man and gone, it's bad. It's like it's not, <laughs> it's not any good. It's like, and then I think my biggest problem with the Hangover is is that after it was done, they did Bridesmaids. And the marketing team tried to capitalise on the success of The Hangover by going, it's The Hangover, but like women. Mm-hmm. 
and Bridesmaids is so much better and so much more than The Hangover, yeah. but with women. Yeah, so I think absolutely. that was that. Yeah, so so yeah, they, every, I think every generation's got those films where you, you look at them and you're like, oh, it's aged badly, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely, Josh. Bridesmaids has got again really good character development and story yeah. arcs. I, yeah, it's yeah. Prob- it's maybe in my top five comedies. I've watched it a lot. Oh, it's up there. It, just yeah. kill, it's up there. it kills me, Bridesmaids. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, Yes, well, shoot, we're just bombarding you with films yeah. today, mate. Sorry, I'm <laughs> like, sitting here you excited. I'll tell you what I'll get you to, I'll tell you what I'll get you to watch Pop Stars, Stu, or I think. It's basically this generation's Spinal oh, Tap. That's what I think it is. It's yeah. like, it's a send-up of modern music, mm. except, you know, it's, mm. it's music now. It's Justin Bieber and it's it's other stuff. Um, and it's it's just about gluttony and, like, opulence, isn't it, Alice? Mm. It's, re- it is, it's very oh, funny. So Love good. it. Josh. So my 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 number five is there's definitely the um, definitely <laughs> definitely the wankiest dancer. So all the others are pretty mainstream, but this one now it's a French film, um, and I'm not going to pronounce it in French. I'm going to pronounce it in English because I don't want to okay. I want to do it justice. It's called The Arrival of a Train. Oh, from and it's from 1896. Oh, the right. The, the, the Lumiere brothers. Yes, it's the Lumiere yeah. brothers, yeah. And a lot of people said that when they well. showed it. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people say when they showed it because people hadn't seen cinema before that everyone ran out screaming mm. now i've heard various stories so this it's, if you haven't seen it it's basically a point of view of a platform and a train arriving into the platform it's, it's like i don't i think it's about 30 seconds long it's not very long and it's one of the first films made i don't i think it's, it's one of those where it's debated what is the first or whatever but when it apparently when it was shown in the cinema in paris everybody ran out screaming thinking a train was going to burst out of the screen but on the other hand i've also heard oh, people just sort of flinched because yeah they didn't know what to expect and i want to wanted to be there in 1896 in paris so i could see for sure did everyone run out screaming or did everyone just sort of go oh like because you they must have come out and gone there isn't a train's not going to run you mm. over like we haven't because it's not that long ago do you know what i mean like the, logic would dictate well they haven't there isn't a train track behind this building <laughs> Marketing, right? That's marketing. Yeah. That's, the, that's what the, mar- so, the PA's done that. Yeah. So that's my number five because I just, I just want to know. Right. Yeah. I just want to know. <laughs> I, I, I think Pip, Pip showed me that years, literally, when we were at uni. Josh, Pip, I'm sure Pip gave me a few films, and that was, yeah. that was in there. Uh, yeah, because uh, obviously Pip's pretentious as fuck. Uh, <laughs> no, he, he gave me. He's, he's exposed me to. Uh, he's privates but also loads of oh. awesome films uh yeah and i think that was one of them yeah it was between that or the salvador dali film and shan andalou which is like where if you've oh, not yeah. seen it it's on it's on youtube and it's only about 20 minutes long did you do film at college it. as well because yeah <laughs> yeah so in, 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 in college it, where, when we did film studies at college <laughs> they showed us in shan andalou uh. And if you haven't, I'm not going to even say what happens in it, but in the first five minutes, something happens that I've never seen a room full of people almost throw up before. Mm. At the same time, it's honestly, it's, oh, it's on, wow. um, it's on YouTube. It's horrible. <laughs> but I, but I'd love to, yeah, there's a moment in it, but I think that's a few years after the I'll train. Che- I'll check it so, out, yeah. but after, yeah. you know, before eating. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. What's your number four, Alice? Right, number four is The Room. <laughs> oh, I still haven't watched it. That's good. I've still not watched it's it. Good. I almost yeah, made my should, list as well. Almost made my it. list. You should watch yeah. it. That would, it will be worth your time. I promise. Oh, <laughs> I'm, mate, I'm literally writing it down in my notepad, Alice, because I get sometimes like, oh, what am I? What, what do I want to watch? The room. So obviously, the film in itself is iconic. 
um, and did sort of provoke various reactions from various people, some very extreme reactions and stuff. But if you watch it as kind of an experiment and an example of just something completely separate to what you know films to be, then it's really, really fascinating. So I say that I love it when people ask me because it's fascinating, but I think sometimes people are like, no, but it's obviously shit though, yeah? It's obviously shit. And it's like, well, in some regards, yeah. But in other ways, it's like, a, it's so rare nowadays that you'll see something that you've just never seen before. And when you watch The Room, that is what you get. So I would have just, yeah. Want to be Imagine. there, you know? Want to see what are people thinking? Are they laughing? Are they crying? Are they screaming? Like, what's <laughs> going was, on? It was, it was almost made my list that, and particularly because on Tuesday yeah. we're actually doing the dis- the disaster artist. Yeah, with one of our guests. Yeah. Um, with one of our guests, he's picked the disaster artist, which if you Amazing. have, if you haven't seen it, is about yeah. the making of the room. Mm. Um, so it's it's such a strange film, isn't it? It's, it's a, a real cultural story. moment, and uh, and I just wanted <laughs> to be there to see the start of it. <laughs> Should, should you watch The Room, then The Disaster Artist? I would. Because I've kind of not watched either yet. Because I'm would. like, I, I need to watch them at some point. I, I, I yeah, I, def- I would watch The Room, then The Disaster the Artist. Because it'll... Um, it will inform a lot of the comedy. Of the, uh, yeah, they recreate a lot of The Room mm-hmm. in The Disaster Artist. Gotcha. Like, really, really accurately as yeah. well. To the point where the end credits is just a side-by-side. Mm. To show, I think they basically want to go. This is how much effort we've put in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to recreate it, and it is. It's definitely yeah. The room's definitely worth a watch. You can go to like midnight screenings at the Prince yeah, Charles yeah. or the cinemas, cult and it's following. huge cult. It's following. like yeah, it's like, it's like that Rocky Horror, isn't it? Mm. People go in with like stuff to say and shout stuff. At the You're turning me apart, Lisa. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> until until last night that I, until recently that that was just James Dean. Oh I yeah, no, I only that, but it's James film, Dean, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, the room. Yeah, the room. <laughs> Great shout. I, I could not get my head around it when I watched it for the first time. I was like, mm-hmm. and, and I've got to be honest, I, I was probably more in the kind of corner of, this is so shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I understand. And I know, and, it, and I really love the fact, Alice, that you say it's a safe place and it's a kind place and you're very generous <laughs> and, 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 lo- and lovely about the films. <laughs> This ain't such a safe space. I just thought it was really bad, and like, and I and I was trying to kind of go, right, what am I missing here? Why am I not getting why this is so huge when there must be so many films that are this bad, yet the room has become this absolute iconic movie, and I I I I, I don't get it. It's because I think, of, it's, I think a lot. It's because of Sorry. how bad it is and ways. <laughs> but the ways in which it is bad, like ways that you would just never see in air quotes, an ordinary film. Yeah. Like the, the way he did it was just completely unorthodox. Didn't make any sense. Wasn't financially sound. Wasn't good for the editors, for the script, right? Like it wasn't good for anyone. And so it's just, it it's just such a fascinating watch to consider all those things. Yeah. Like everything that you're meant to do as a producer, as a director, as an actor, it's like he did the complete opposite, but still tried to make a film. And it's just, it's, it's just, it's so interesting to watch it in that way. It's, it's, it's almost the same appeal as car crash yeah. telly, isn't yeah. it? Mm. It's that sort of thing of like, what of like, this is, how can it be so shit? I didn't turn yeah. it off. Yeah. I, know it's shit. Like, I, I watched the whole thing I and it, I've watched yeah. it since. Like so, there's there's something there because I've watched it twice watched in it total, twice, and it's yeah. like. But even the second time, I was like, "This is just terrible." 
Right. <laughs> pl- plot lines that don't follow <laughs> through, <laughs> characters that disappear halfway through. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. just like, it's like, it's so mental. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's your number four, Josh? My number four is The Matrix. Oh, Oh, Sick choice. Yeah, I thought that about that too. So, I thought about that too. Yeah, I um, obviously the Matrix did so much for for cinema, particularly action and sci-fi mm. cinema, and I just would love to have been there on opening night because I didn't watch it until I, until I was about thirteen or fourteen, or when I watched it on video. I'd love to have been there to know. You know, again, oh. it's all about knowing what, what did people leave going. I don't really, mm. I don't get it. Or did people leave going? Oh my god, that was amazing. I'd like. I think you know, based on the legacy of the film, I think most people probably left going that was amazing, but. What an incredible feat of filmmaking. Mm. I mean, it's it's huge, isn't it, The Matrix? It's, yeah. it's massive. And I think even now, 20 plus years on, let's not, you know, not getting into the sequels, but it did change a lot. It was a real landmark mm. moment in, in cinema and big screen cinema and what you could do. You know, it went from, I mean, it completely changed action, didn't it? Because it went from basically you do some close-ups and then you lash a stuntman or stuntwoman in there and then hope for the best to, no, you take the actors off and you <laughs> you train them for six months and then make them do it themselves. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of modern blockbusters owe a lot to The Matrix. And I think that's... Uh, right. yeah. the, the choreography, the, co- the, the it, it, that was the watershed for me, especially being someone who uh, grew up on martial arts films. So I watched, yeah, I used yeah. to love all the Chinese, Japanese, Chinese martial arts films and... And the chore- once you start, that was about the watershed of choreography being so much better that you go mm. back and watch something like Kickboxer with Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme and it's unwatchable. It's mm. the, the fight scenes are so bad. It's like, I can't watch this because I could do that fight scene. And then you watch something like The Matrix. and it. So we went there. I mean, I obviously didn't go to a premiere like in London, but we, we went round about opening mm. weekend again. Um, I, was around, I think it was 1998, so I was 18. And, um, oh, Josh, it was insanely good. Mm. And yeah. I, I remember, like, at the end, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, it's a bit mental, but um, <laughs> when Neo gets up after getting riddled with bullets, people, myself and some of my mates included, were standing up cheering in a cinema. And I rarely got that deep into a film, but it was so good. Like, so in mm. that there was such a great science fiction concept in it. I mean, yeah, you could argue Skynet from Terminator done that, but... 
mm. in a different. Comp- it was in a, a way I'd perceive as definitely original. And and then with again incredible story arcs and a mystery as it went along as mm. well. Oh mate, by the it's, end when he's that yeah. guy. It's when, when you watch, I, I, I every time I watch it, I must watch it at least once a year, and I just enjoy it every time. Yeah. Well, I see something e- new every time. And every, like, beat, yeah, it's... every beat is good. Sorry, oh. Josh, but yeah, it's, there's no boring moments. It's just she's it's... a Keanu fan. She's uh, a, she's a big, a big oh, Keanu shit. fan, but it is a brilliant film as well. Separate from him. <laughs> Sorry, Josh, interrupt. I still, I still like to think John Wick is set in the Matrix. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that, because when the Matrix Resurrections came out, and obviously he's got the long hair and beard, and a lot of people, the newest one, a lot of people went, "What if it's just John Wick and he's been." <laughs> Like the whole time, he's, they've convinced him he's John Wick, and I was like, I would, I'd buy that. Like, yeah, I'd absolutely buy that. Like, I'd watch that. But yeah, no, I, I love, I love the Matrix. It's, it's an absolutely brilliant film. Um, yeah, I mean, like you say, like you say, like you say, Chris, when when you're unpicking stuff, it's like everything is always taken from else, elsewhere. So, like you say, Skynet. But then if you if you pull on that thread, you can go back to <laughs> yeah, absolutely Metropolis in the thirties. Yeah. You can go back to ancient Greece. You can yeah. go back to Deus Ex Machina. Mm. You can go to all, all that sort of stuff, and it's. Mm. So just I just enjoy it, and like you say, yeah. the choreography. Again, if you watch them, the choreography it's funny because if you then if you then watch, for example, a a Bond film before the Matrix and a Bond film after the Matrix, mm. obviously Daniel Craig does amazing action in all his Bond films. Then you go to like the Roger Moore ones, and it's just the fight scenes are like two sort of middle aged men struggling, yeah. <laughs> and just sort of to the point where where they hit each other, they go ooh like that, and you're like what. <laughs> You're like what you're watching like spy you love when you're going it's yeah. just this isn't a fight this is just like a struggle <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no, proper bad know what you mean. <laughs> so yeah the, the matrix love it yeah that's a great shout man great shout Shoot, did you like it? You it know much, I like, don't like the Matrix. Why are you trying oh to make me say it? We're on a different planet. We're on a different planet. Like, you know <laughs> I, I don't like sci-fi apart from Star Wars, right? Ah, right. Stu, okay. likes, Stu likes gritty. Kitchen sink, bleak <laughs> British films. He nearly said something so okay. inappropriate so. then. Ken, Ken oh, Loach is no. the Matrix. Exactly. <laughs> that, that is what I want to see. Like, him on benefits. Like, he's having a really bad, bad fucking time of it. You know, looking like they're going to repossess his ass. He has to do something he doesn't want to do. It all ends really horribly. Like, it's just like, what do you want? Food banks. Like, lots that, and that, lots of that's food banks. Exactly. <laughs> That's the sort of Matrix I want to watch. <laughs> Red or the blue pill, yeah. both. I'm starving. Yeah, absolutely starving, I need to mate. Feed my yeah. kids. And then and then he and then he comes out into the Matrix and it's just more bleak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and they're like and they're like, sorry, we were trying to do you a yeah. favour, but you know. The fight scenes have been probably j- just I don't know. Someone just gets clattered with a bottle in a pub car park. Just something like that. Just. just <laughs> I know where I'm at with stuff like that. Dodge this. (laughs) 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 Oh, mate. That'd be amazing. Like, I think I think there's something in that. Absolutely. Who'd play Neo? It'd be like Stephen Graham. Stephen Graham. Yeah, yes, Tim, 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 <laughs> Timothy Spall as a- Timothy Spall as Agent oh, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, Sally God. Hawkins in there as Trinity. Morpheus. That's what we need. Adrian to Lester as Morpheus. Oh, you get it in there. I'm all over this. <laughs> Britain, bleak, a bleak British Matrix. Oh, exactly. Richard Hawley can score it. It'd be fucking brilliant. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And fighting a tube station. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, imagine that. A whole series of films reworking sci-fi <laughs> classics as bleak 
kitchen sink dramas. <laughs> oh, I'll be all over that. I do. I, I do actually think you're onto something. Else. All we Hello. need you to do now is come up with a, just a play on the title. Oh, don't worry about that. But that 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 will come at some point. The Matrix. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! Right, who's up next? Uh, number uh, three, Alice. All right, number three. I've gone with the Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh good chance. Again, a bit of a a bit of a cultural moment, uh, uh, sort of demonstrating a real shift in, I suppose, capabilities with technology, mm. but then also what people were capable of, and the and the way that sort of editors and cinematographers, etc., were developing at this time. Obviously, because it goes from black and white into uh, being color, and I. You would just, I, I'd like to think that would just blow your mind being Imagine sat in the cinema because yeah. color cinema was already around. But I uh, believe, I believe, don't, don't fucking quote me on this, but I think The Wizard <laughs> of Oz was the first to do it in black and white and then moving into color. Mm. But I do think they'd already sort of done some, done the odd thing with color. Um, and yeah, and it's a, uh, it is a classic. Like if we were gonna, we, you know, one of our things on the podcast is that we do classic films, and I think this really is a classic. Like you see it everywhere like everyone parodies mm. it you can't watch an episode of family guy or the simpsons without something coming <laughs> up to do with it it is it's kind of everywhere and obviously judy garland was just wonderful um yeah i just reckon it would have been a real that's moment that's a great shout that's oh, a real it's yeah, a proper good shout. Many, oh the other thing the as well of is watching it, it go on oh, sorry i love the idea of watching it in black and white and the yellow brick road bit it's like what were people thinking mm. Yeah, exactly. Just follow the follow the slightly grey road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> the 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 scope for creativity like was just like just heightened so much, and suddenly the colour of things mattered. Because imagine like being a filmmaker when things were still black and white. You must have felt so hindered because you're like, oh, this mm. is red, but they're not going to know it's red, mm. and it's meant to be red. And if I was doing this in the theatre, it would be red to signify X, Y, Z. Um, we see the thing in Psychos, didn't they? That they used. They actually used chocolate sauce instead of anything that actually mm. resembled blood because of the way the colour sort of uh, distorts it. Because of the way but it yeah. works, yeah. Yeah, just an interesting time to be in the so, film industry, I imagine. That's a great what show. was it like seeing it for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what, right? Like, still to this day, like I, I think that film is, is, is one of the greatest things ever made. And it still terrifies me. It's still... Mm. Makes me mm. ball my eyes out every time Judy Garland sings. It's just something special. Um, mm. That's with that, you know. And now knowing what happened to that poor woman, like mm -hmm. just magnifies mm. the the pain of that record. Um, but to this day, even though I've seen that film hundreds of times, that moment where it goes from black and white to color, my eyes still widen. Like mm. I still go. Mm. He's still just got that little kind of because you kn you know it's coming now as well, but it still doesn't detract from the magic of that. That all of a sudden it just bursts into life even more because you're then lost in fantasy as well from from that point mm -hmm. onwards as well. Oh, absolutely marvelous! Mm. Absolutely marvelous! It's, ti it's timeless, yeah, isn't it? Really? Absolutely. But I'm already casting Maxine Peake in a more of a bleak. Kind of uh, kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go. There. Version of the, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Okay, Josh, what you got for me? Number three, and Alice has just touched on it. Actually, is Psycho. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, pick yeah, Psycho. Amazing. So yeah, I think it's one of the best horror films ever made. 
And obviously, if you if you don't already know, there was a massive marketing thing around it when it came out with with Hitchcock insisting that allegedly I don't know obviously because it's a long time ago, but allegedly insisted that people went into one entrance and left through the fire exit, so that people couldn't be heard talking about it as they as they left. Because obviously, there's, there are multiple twists in Psycho. The first one being, and it was one of the first uses of if you, uh, spoilers if you haven't seen a sixty year old film, but is that they, they do the, the dummy casting, right? So you cast a very famous person and you kill them off. So people go in thinking they're watching Janet Lee and she dies within half an hour. And then it's like, what the hell is it going to be about now? So that's the one of the things. Then obviously you've got the fact that, that Norman Bates is mother and then you've got the, the killer of the detective as well. So yeah, so I'd love, I, I just love the whole idea around, um, around Psycho. The fact that, and I think, I believe as well that, Hitchcock recorded a video where he came on before it and asked people not to discuss it with friends and stuff. So that sort of thing. I like that sort of like mm. that extra mile yeah. around the marketing of a film. I think it, I think it go, it goes a long way. I remember again, you know, I'm not comparing the two, but when I went to see Endgame, there were signs all around the cinema that said, don't spoil the Endgame. Don't talk about it as you leave and stuff like that. So I, I really, I, I really like that. I think that to go that extra mile heightens the experience a little bit. So yeah, psycho. I mean, and, and and like you say, like Alice said, you know, you got re- real iconic things that it was the first for. So that you got the, the shower scene, uh, first time a toilet was flushed as well. So always nice to see that. <laughs> not know that. Yeah, Please first. Know. Uh, yeah, I think it's the first ever scene of a to- that they, they could show a toilet flushing or something yeah, like that. The rules I don't know used why. to be wild. It's, it's quite sexy. It's quite <laughs> so sexy. sexy. It's, it's, it's hard. We can all agree. I'm not embarrassed myself there. We've all, we've, we, it's hard, isn't it, to see a toilet flushing and be like, whoa, a bit of that. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. <laughs> My mind's just on the toilet. I can't think about the rest of the, the film. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Psycho. I mean, you know, it's an iconic film, so to be there opening night, but all that mystery around it. It was almost The Exorcist. It was It was one of the two because there was a whole, you know, there's the whole legend of The Exorcist of people fainting and yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I just prefer Psycho, so I picked it. I... Yeah, no, great shout, yeah. great I'll, shout. I remember before even seeing it, my dad was like, I, I can't, my dad kind of ruined it before I saw it. Yeah. Um, which is all right, but um, yeah, like he, he just he built up that majesty. He was like, oh, you don't understand that this, how how they built up the marketing for this is we all went in there. We were all so shocked at mm. what had happened within that first like 10 minutes, like you say, Josh. Um, I love that. I like that about horror as well. I think horror can often be get it wrong. Mm. But good horror, when like good horror, because it really can go as, as far as it wants to to test your senses, can't it? Mm. Uh, mm. And yeah, Psycho knocked it out of the park. And actually, back to my other choice, it's quite similar to The Matrix, because The Matrix had the whole marketing campaign of what is The Matrix? Oh, yeah. That was the whole thing, wasn't it? Of like, it was it was a film marketed on confusion. Mm. Um, and, and Psycho's phones. not... And phones and, phones. and, and b- big leather jackets and Stephen That's Graham playing a Northern That's Neo. That's the thing that bothered me, them jackets. <laughs> big leather jackets. <laughs> so, someone runs bus. an alternative nightclub and it just, it, it was just a new look. <laughs> like It was like anyone that worked in Games Workshop, that was their staff uniform. It'd be like, right, mm. pop your Matrix jacket on the door and come in and you can start working. <laughs> and it just become this new look of, it was like, it, you didn't even have to be a goth. It was just like, even if you was a, a bit of an awkward metaler, it was like, don't worry, mate. There's a big hug in a Matrix jacket over there. Go and buy one from Camden Market. <laughs> You're in safe hands now. That's what that's what the Matrix done. 
embarrassing confession. Oh, please, oh. please. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, it's not as bad as you think, Steve. <laughs> but I bought, uh, it was from Boxfresh, but it was a long black. Don't try and make it, it cool. It weren't leather. What did you buy? It weren't leather. It was a long black ja- uh, coat that went all right past my knees. And it was black and it looked a bit Neo-ish. And like uh, when I wore it, I did feel a little bit like Neo. <laughs> so so I, I absolutely can uh, appreciate how exciting it must have been to buy a big long leather jacket. Like, I, I get it. I'd, I could have easily got pulled into that fantasy world myself. And But as someone, as a patron of, of, of the Pink Toothbrush, you would see so many lads in there with black leather long leather right. jackets. And, uh, Question. Just living their best Question life. Question for you, mate, right? So I want one uh-huh. word answer, right? You walk out your front door in your new full-length black jacket, right? The word mm. in your head is Neo. <laughs> What's the first <laughs> word that gets shouted at you? Cunt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in, 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 in my neighbourhood, yeah. in my <laughs> neighbourhood, it would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't stop me though, did it? Oh, wonderful. Chris, have you got one? Do you want to throw one in there? Um, all right, so tenuous link to Josh's one, right? Uh, and I hope this doesn't come up. No, this isn't going to come up, right? And this is quite funny because it actually comes back to something Alice was talking about, cancel, cancel, cancel culture, et cetera, et cetera. But um, uh, so obviously uh, there was then Scream, mm. which did a very similar thing to what uh, obviously Psycho did. Mm-hmm. And it was tremendous. I love Scream. I'm not, yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen most slasher films, but they don't really track with me as high as other homo genres. I do like them, but just not mm. as much. But Scream, I did love it. I've got to say, I really enjoyed it. I was probably, again, about 18, 19 when it came out. But <laughs> a rea- a, an audience reaction, which was really funny, um, was in uh, Scary Movie. Yeah. And, oh, no, we're actually doing uh, things I'd have loved to have seen and didn't. I'm, I'm not going to, Stu, I'm actually not going to do it. Because I don't want to say any that the, the guys, but uh, once they're done, I'll, I'll throw a few in just in case. Because I don't want to. I've done it before, guys, where <laughs> I literally say my number ruin one a all top the time. Five. Every time I have done it, I've ruined guest number yep. ones as well. Rich Wilson's. I've yep. done his. He was I? on number. He was on he, number five was as well. You just went straight in and took his number one. And oh the mad God. thing is, he sent and he sent us his list beforehand, yeah. and I'd oh read it. God. It's not that like I hadn't read it; I just <laughs> forgot. That's terrible. What was the topic very, on that bad. one? It was films. <laughs> it was oh, films, was it? and um, was it horror? Film? It was horror no, film. It, it was along it, those it, lines. It was, was it? Was it Scorsese films? I can't honestly, mate. It was. This is four or five years ago now. I can't actually remember. But yeah, I did ruin his steely thunder. Straight in with Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was honestly something like that. And, and then Stu and Mitch looked at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, where are we? Is it Josh's number three? No, or that's Psycho. Sorry, 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 sorry two, but yeah. this is number two. There we go. <laughs> so number two for me is Jaws. Oh, great show. Well, go on, go on, Stu. What are your thoughts on Jaws before I, mm. before I start heaping its praises? Well, you'll be surprised. Uh, probably my favourite of a film. All right, sick. I've done a wow. good one. I've done a good one. All right, time to get excited. Um, mm. So I see, I see that film when I was a child, I think far too young, uh, watching it at home, but I would just remember being equally terrified and equally fascinated. Like I've got a bit of a, 
an interest in large sea creatures, shall we say? So like sharks and whales and dolphins. Not so much giant squid, but you know, I'm not. I'm not saying never. Um, and I think that sort of spurred that on a little bit. And I just thought that as terrifying as the shark was, it was really fucking cool. And then you watch it again as an adult. And yeah, the model looks shit and stuff, but the feeling is all still there. So I just think it would have been cool to be able to, yeah, to be there opening night. And because when you see films for the first time when you're very young, you obviously you do miss a lot and you don't absorb it as maybe as analytically as you would like to when you're an adult. But to be able to do that, I think like at this age with this brain, I I think that would be cool. Oh Oh, yeah, that's a great show. I'd love to see that in the cinema. Like mm. that score to hear that for a sound system as well oh, in a cinema would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you seen there's a I think there's a place in the States where you can watch it on a drive in but you're in a pool on a rubber ring. Oh, oh, oh no. no. I don't <laughs> know if I <laughs> no could chance. Josh. No chance. <laughs> so it's oh on the God. screen and you're like it, the temptation to duck under the water and just be like pulling on people's feet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that though halfway if, if they just oh. cut in them scenes. But it was the scene of where you, you in them rubber rings, it cut to your feet like that. <laughs> and you could see that like, everywhere you was rather than the particular. Oh, that film that blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. Mm. Um, oh, the casting's incredible. And mm. the, the scene, when you talk about the rubber rings, the scene that I remember, because I, I saw that one very young. And it's the scene where everybody's running out of the sea and there's the woman in the hat. And a kid don't come mm. out to see, and that scene absolutely broke me. And then the <laughs> scene—I've said this before on this podcast quite a few times—but I remember um, my dad was laying on the floor, like on the carpet, watching it, and I was on the sofa next to my mum, and he'd seen it already. And there's a scene where the the, the camera's underwater, and 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 they go to the the shipwreck, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like yeah. my dad knew what was coming. And mm-hmm. at the point where the head goes into the porthole, mm-hmm. my dad grabbed my calf. <gasps> and I lit. I was only about, probably about mm-hmm. 10. And I absolutely like screamed and like jumped yeah. out of the seat. And oh, there's so much wonderful stuff about that film. I ain't got a problem with the second one either. Like, I'm on board with that as well. Like, that, that, that's the moment for me that I'd want to be an opening night for the head in the oh, boat. Can you imagine? Hear, hear people react. I also I really want to see the shark is broken as well. I haven't got time. I'm, to, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, really is, that, is that the play? Mm. Yeah. That so play? it's about yeah. the three. It's about it's about the because the the three of them didn't get on very well, and obviously basically it was a bit of a nightmare production, wasn't it? Mm. Which considering the legacy of the film and the fact that it was the first alleged well it was the first blockbuster, um, it's mad, isn't it? That it was such a troubled production and and Bruce the shark and all that and. Everything going wrong, so I'd love to see but the shark is broken, but I think it's only on in London at the moment. Have you it? seen? Um, I don't even know if it's still on in London. I think it might not be running at the moment. I might be wrong. Um, but um, have you seen that the footage of Robert Shaw's granddaughter uh, on this TV chat show? Um, is she's in the crowd, and Richard Dreyfus is being interviewed, and and they bring Robert Shaw's granddaughter Dan and uh, she'd never met him and literally Dreyfus is in absolute floods of tears it's a beautiful beautiful thing if you get a chance oh, to watch it no never oh, seen that. I'll have to go, go and out. watch it it's, oh, it's, it's lovely. so lovely like, uh, yeah oh but that, so is that after obviously after he passed yeah, away yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's wonderful absolutely wonderful 
Yeah, that's a great choice, Alice. I yeah. didn't even think of yours. Yeah, I, I do, and I think you've come on to you, you've actually created a great secret cinema there, Josh, as well. Can you imagine, like, like a secret cinema where you're all in the pool and they the, the lights are pretty much off. You got you've obviously got lifeguards, but the lights are off, and you've got. Sub, they put a mechanical shark in there at some point. It's going to come out, and other people going underwater, like in Scooby Gear, grabbing your legs. I struggle with that. I, I, I love that choice, but I, I think it was it was so terrible. As you say, I'd have to watch it as an adult because as a child, that that had, like terrorized me. Mm. That film, it was brilliant, and it is one of my favourite films. But it terrorized my imagination. My brother, who's eighteen years older than me, he saw it, and he. He was worried there was a shark on the landing when he saw oh, it yeah. back, you know, yeah, in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, he was like, he, he couldn't sleep. He thought the shark was going to get him it's, on the it's, landing. Mm-hmm. It's the old uh, irrational fear of there being a shark in the swimming pool, isn't it? It's oh. like, how would one get in there? But what if there is one? Yeah. What if there is yeah. one? Yeah. I mean, he had survived in water, but on a landing, I think your brother was yeah. just a fucking idiot. Unless it's like one of those cartoon ones that can walk. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah, of that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, Ross. I'll take that a back. Sh- a shark wouldn't have survived <laughs> in Gloucester Park swimming pool. The amount of chlorine that was in that as well. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Just, just stinging its eyes. A very clean dead shark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got loads of like old plaster stuck to it, and like an arrangement of sort of Veruca sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Can I throw one in? Oh go. Oh, on, go uh, on. Mm, mm, one if it's one if it's my number one. Is I'll be sad. Have you got a Monty Python film in there? No. I haven't. Oh, I'd no. like to have gone to the opening showing uh, in America of The Life of Brian um, mm-hmm. because of the furore that there was religious fanatics and and priests, etc., outside the cinemas, like telling people not to go in here and watch the sort of blasphemy that you're about to be subjected to. Like for you know, you were saying about you know leaving through the fire exit, that kind of cinematic kind of extra experience. Just the thought of hearing kind of what would have been going on with the, the press and knowing what you know how how anarchic Python was, and what you was going to get, and then to turn up and there being like hordes of you know religious fanatics just mm. you know screaming at you not to go and watch this film. Must have been so exciting and kind of uncomfortable, mm. and the fact that like by the time you've sat in that seat and the opening credits come on, you must just be thinking, "What am I about to see? Like, am I about to see something?" Ri- and and you know, and then what you're going to get is pure genius comedy and one of the funniest things you're ever likely to see or still see. Yeah, uh, uh, it's it's proper father Ted, isn't yeah. it? Down with this sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> but I, I, um, I, because you, I think the interview with the Pythons and the Bishops is still on YouTube. Have you ever seen no. that? Oh no, no, no of course that. I have. Yeah, sorry, I thought it was talking about a sketch that, on on that chat show, isn't no, it? No, no. Yeah. So it's it's they got it's not all of them. I think it's John Cleese and Michael yeah. Palin, or John Cleese and one of them, and 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 they, they obviously in, in all the controversy they brought some bishops on, and they hadn't seen yeah. it, and it's like, but. Jesus is in it as a character, so how can it be blasphemous? The whole point is it's just a joke that he was born next to next door to him. So my my grandfather's sister is uh, she's still around and she's in it. She's almost ninety now. She's she's actually a nun, so she's been a, a nun for sixty years. She loves it. She thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, she proper proper loves uh, the life of Brian. Love it. So yeah, love it. So I love that. 
for the life of Ryan. Good shout, Stewie. Yeah. Right. Who's up next? Uh, what the, uh, it's and me, what, isn't it? It's my number yeah, two. Yeah, it's your number two. Because you, you said yours, didn't you? So my number two um, is uh, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, plain and simple. For Just sure. want to be there for that moment. The one yeah. we all know. See if it was, you know, see the gasps and all that. So... <laughs> I thought about saying the first one, but I just obviously Empire Strikes Back is my favourite one. It's absolutely brilliant, and uh, yeah, I just love to be there for the spoilers if you've not seen Star Wars. But the, the I'm your father bit. I mean, I, all of it in general. It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant film because it is again a bit going back to the Matrix. It did so much for particularly franchise cinema because mm. you have now. I mean, how many times now do you see a second film in a trilogy or a second film in a franchise where they go, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna Empire Strikes Back it," and what they mean is. We're going to basically make it bleak as fuck at the ending so that the last film is 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 the sort of resurrection of the characters and the and the, the wrapping up of the trilogy and all that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing, isn't it? You know, it's an amazing film. The, 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 even after the first Star Wars, which in itself was an incredible feat, but all the models and all that, all the filmmaking, the way they did, did everything. I love it. I mean, did you say you liked Star Wars, Stu, earlier? I, I, was, I was lucky, but um, I, I got took to Leicester Square. Um, and the first, and I saw Star Square? Wars at Leicester Square um, when it when it first wow. dropped. The first one, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it it, it wow. was you know I, I remember it probably being the first time, I wasn't the first time I went to the cinema, I'm sure, but yeah, I have very vivid memories of that. And then I got to, I sounded like such a spoke shit, I really wasn't. Uh, but I got afterwards they took me because I'd never been to not Harris Hamley's this big toy shop that that we was told that yeah, you know yeah. I could go to afterwards. And they bought me, and oh, I got R two D two and and uh, Luke Skywalker figures, and nice. uh, which is still literally over there with my my collection of Star Wars toys. And uh, yeah, oh man, like like I mean, I I, I saw them all, at, you know, I'm, I'm old as fuck, so I saw them all at the cinema, <laughs> uh, and and I think the only film that I ever went to and stayed and got up in the stupid o'clock to go and watch was Phantom Menace. Mm. Should have just stayed in well, bed. I, 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 I say, how, did you find, how did you find that? Do you know the only thing worse than I had disappointing in that film was was being a Star Wars nut like I was, especially that era. I was so I had lightsabers. I I was really just absolutely obsessed with Star Wars. I'd read all the books, all the and anyway, I'd managed to somehow dodge everything about The Phantom Menace. Everything. I, I barely even watched a trailer. I mean, back then it was it was kind of harder to, to see trailers and that. But I think I'd caught a few at the cinema. But I'd managed to avoid most of it. And I was in a pub just before we went in. And then one of my mates told me just everything that happens in the end. So quickly that I didn't even get a chance to <laughs> stop him. Still, you still, still so in touch with him? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, like, he's one of my original old school mates, but like, he, he like, I can't, honestly, I nearly hit him, Josh. How fast I, was I, he I, talking I that you couldn't interrupt me? Well, he, he, well, because the thing is, you weak-minded thing is, he's also a bit of, he's also a bit <laughs> of an arsehole. So, like, at the point at which I'd said, because he'd said the first thing, and I said, "Well, fucking stop it," and he left it a bit, and then he told me the next bit. Oh. And, and I was just like, honestly, I was so heartbroken. Oh. And then I watched the film, and the one bit he didn't say, which would have been better, if he'd have just prepared me for Jar Jar Binks, I think it would have been... <laughs> but if he'd have just said, it's all right, but there's this character in it which is going to make the film 20% worse, <laughs> I'd have probably enjoyed it. See, I, um, I'm, 
I'm quite a defender of the prequel trilogy, but that's because I'm the right age. Mm. So I saw them. It's like it's like all the people who absolutely laid into the sequel trilogy, mm. right? And I get it. Like they are really flawed, but. Mm. There are people who will have watched the sequel trilogy in 20 years' time will remember them really fondly like we yeah. do. Um, it's like, so, so I do, I like I like the prequel trilogy. I, I understand all the flaws of them, don't get me wrong, but I remember being so excited well, you, to you, watch you, The Phantom Menace as a You get to hear the, 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 the score for the first time. You get to hear exactly, a long, you exactly. see me a long time ago, and then you get that hit in the face of yeah, that. Yeah, and, and what a moment. Yeah, so, so and, I love the space loved it. battles and the fights are insane, man. They yeah, are yeah. Like mind blowingly good. Yeah. I, I actually, Josh, love Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I do. Um, the, se- so, yeah, the second one. I went, I went twice in one day. Yeah, I remember watching... Um, obviously, one of the big things about, about the Attack of the Clones, everyone says, is that the Yoda fight scene is shit because it's just a little CGI green blob. But but I remember being in the cinema going, I "This is it. I can't believe I'm getting to see Yoda with a lightsaber. <laughs> like, so it's, I think it, it's, you've got to remember as well that Star Wars actually they are sort of glorified kids' films. What? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but maybe not maybe they're not that but they're certainly not they're not always made for the people who specifically love them they're very broad and i think that uh i do you know i i like the prequel trilogy for that again i remember watching revenge of the sith and feeling like it was everything in my life had built up to that moment (laughs) (laughs) when i was like 14 so but you know i do also understand the flaws of them yeah empire strikes back just to be in there for 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 the moments that we all know and love from empire strikes back alice you you a star wars fan as i say how bothered in star wars are you alice uh, oh, sort of like like a passive fan. Like um, when the Force Awakens was coming out, because my husband's like well, well into it. He's like massive, massive nerd. Like every nerdy thing you can think of, he loves it. And in the build up to the Force Awakens coming out, he was obviously really excited. You know, there was a lot of hype. So I was like, right, we'll go and watch it in the cinema. But I need to know something about Star Wars first before I go in. I hadn't seen any of the films. And there's these videos on YouTube that are like, oh, a t- a history of Star Wars in 10 minutes sort of thing. So I started watching that, got about two minutes in and was like, oh, I'm going to have to watch them. Because I was like, these actually look pretty good. So I watched the original trilogy. I enjoyed those. I st- started to try and watch the prequel trilogy. The Phantom Menace wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be because Darth Maul, I think, redeems a oh, lot of it. like Because he's villain. such a great character. Um, and then I really... <laughs> This is so shallow, but basically Hay- Hayden Christensen is obviously just a, f- a fine, fine vision of a man. But in Attack of the Clones, obviously, he's got that fucking horrible rat tail. And I was like, I can't take him seriously. Like, I can't watch him act. You and McGregor as well. I was like, there was a block there where I suppose maybe I didn't appreciate the Star Wars lore enough to know that those things, those braids and having your hair that way is important. And instead, it just pissed me off too much. So I couldn't watch Not Attack of the Clones. But then I come back and watch. It just pissed um, me off too it much. It just pissed me off. Come back and watch Revenge of the Sith, um, which I thought was really good. And I think... He's got um, lovely long hair in that. Annie. I think like Hayden Christensen, he's, he's a real highlight for hair. me. Um, I, it was strange with Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor because obviously they are great actors, but they didn't give like career best performances, which mm-hmm. I think where some of the flaws are. Um, but sorry, this is a long winded way of me saying, yeah, I'm kind of into Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the, the rat tail thing always used to annoy me because it's like at some point there's been a production meeting where they've gone, so what like haircuts that the Padawans have and they've gone, got like a buzz cut right okay like so like they're army cadets yeah like they're army cadets they got a little ponytail what yeah little pony little tiny ponytail <laughs> why ah, just cause 
to irritate people. Can you imagine that <laughs> moment uh, when McGregor got that job? You know, he was mm. such a fan, wasn't he? And he was like, yeah. oh, my God. And when he even talks about the Obi-Wan series now, he's like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Can you imagine when he gets to, like, make up and they're like, let's just attach this to the back of What? <laughs> oh, fuck. Like Rodney's fuck. Pony Like, literally like Rodney's ponytail. <laughs> that must be like, oh, for fuck's sake. I thought just it was got going to, too just well. Just got to clip this to your back of your head. <laughs> what? Is it you, you and McGregor's brother is in the RAF and his call signs Obi-2? Shut up. Is it, yeah. <laughs> apparently, oh, apparently so, man. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Incredible. Is it? Number one, one isn't it? Mm. Okie dokie. This will come as no surprise to Josh whatsoever or anyone who's <laughs> ever spoken to me for more than five oh, minutes. Uh, but God. the number one film for me is Terminator 2. Oh. It is, it's my favourite film of all time. I love it so much. I loved it when I was a child. I love it now. Um, and I just, I would have just have, have to have been there. But I think I was one year old at the time. So that may not have been <laughs> appropriate for me to be in the cinema. Um I just love it. It's my favourite. And that's it. What was the year year of release, Alice? I thought it was 1990. 91, I think. Was it a bit after that, was it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, 1990. I would would have loved to have seen that. Mm. For him to double down, I mean, like, watching, knowing about Cameron and, and like, like how far we'd come, like, what he had to do to to make Terminator and what he was doing before it as, like, almost like a set designer and and then what he did with Terminator 2, it was just the next level. It's kind of what, you always wish Hollywood do with its sequels, which mm. is make them better. Mm. But like, although Terminator Two has like almost like a lot more action, a lot more X, Y, and Z. Hollywood a lot of the time just does that, but forgets about a narrative and the and story. Yes, Terminator and the Two was just mm-hmm. so so well developed from the first oh, one. He, he just yes. took that took it so well, and then you've got all the the groundbreaking um, like uh, special effects. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, and they it's, still yeah. look good. They still yeah, look good it now. still looks good. It has not yeah. aged badly, and that takes real skill. But I do think James Cameron is quite good at that. If you go back and look at some of his earlier films, like mm. he's good at, at the way he constructs the image on the screen, and so you can look at it now and it feels like it could have come from today. Like with the T one thousand, obviously, like you know, melting and coming back and melting and stuff. But the the thing for me, one of the obviously best moments in this film is when Arnie he gets into the hospital and Sarah Connor's there and she sees him for the first time and it's like the gravity of that given mm. what happened in the first film it's just brilliant i think she's great as well linda hamilton she in that and little um john connor as well edward furlong i think he does edward a really furlong. good job not easy to be a child it. actor um mm. he did a good job and it's i just love the way the story develops i love the way the characters develop i love that they don't try and force in some weird like romantic like love story or anything and it really is more about the Terminator and John mm. and their relationship and then how that develops and then how Sarah Connor's got to like learn to trust this thing and has to mm. adapt as quickly as she can even though just a few years ago he was trying to blow her brains out like it's it's just a lot going on for the characters I feel like you can really feel really feel the depth in them but yeah and the action's fucking sick as well like when he's on that motorbike chasing that <laughs> I was just gonna say chasing him <laughs> Oh my god, Reloading so good! That shotgun. So pulls that shotgun out the box of roses. I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. Even when I was a kid, I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just the best film ever. 
It's, it is the bollocks. <laughs> I, I, I can't deny it. Um, I'd have been too young for that as well, Alice. Um, I'd have lo- I absolutely would have loved to see mm. that. That's my, that's kind of my era of. Uh, I guess that's that era is what made me f- forever a uh, film fanatic. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably give a shout out to something similar to that shortly. Uh, Josh, what you got, mate? Uh, my number one is uh, Batman from 1989. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So so I, I was I was. You know, wrestling with what do I put to... I mean, any of these. It could have been Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. but I thought... So I'm a massive Batman fan, huge yeah. Batman fan. Love the comics and all, and all that sort of stuff. And I've seen loads of stuff about what a massive hype there was around Batman 89 when it was coming out. Apparently, you couldn't move for Batman merchandise and Batman stuff everywhere. And I just would love to have been there in opening night, seeing it for the first time, this dark, really gothic Batman Jack Nicholson as a sort of mental, crazy uncle version of the Joker. I mean, I still look. It's, it's it's not perfect, but I still love it. I remember, uh, you know, I just I, I love it. I'd love to have been there when it first came out. Um, so yeah, for me, it's Batman '89 just to satisfy my my love of the character, I suppose. Wonderful. Did you see it, Stu? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that was Prince, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, so, and again, I'm a, I'm a huge yeah, Prince fan as well. So, so it was uh, for for me. I was. I, I was, you know, I grew up watching the original Adam West and uh, Burt Ward. Burt Ward, yeah, 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 um, Ward, yeah. Like series as a kid, and yeah, when that come out, that the hype around it was ridiculous, and and obviously, you know, Nicholson being in it as well, and and just the score, it was like fucking hell. Prince has made like you know a film score for Batman, and it was just it was mm. so exciting and. Yeah, I went to the cinema and watched that. I'm just feeling so fucking old on this podcast today. Obviously, I saw... <laughs> I wonder if he's talking about, like, oh, I was about three when Terminator came out. I was just thinking, I was 18 when Terminator 2, Terminator 2 came out. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, like, seeing Batman uh, at the cinema, and seeing Terminator 2 at the, at the cinema as well. Like, uh, for me, like... Batman, that 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 was an, an experience. It, re- it really was. Mm. Like it was. Mm. It was like they've brought back Batman. This is fucking amazing. Obviously, not had no idea it was going to become the what it's becoming in in in, mm. in, uh, in the world of movies. But uh, yeah, amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. Did you did you not see it, Chris? So I got a big long story about the fact that I got to go to see Batman Returns, but I was quite young because it was rated. I think it was twelve, and I was about eleven. And I was such a goody two shoes that, um, like, all, like, basically, we got to the front and they were like, Are "You sure you're 12? And I was like, "Oh, I'm really sorry." <laughs> <laughs> and then my mate's brother just fucking grabbed me and went, "Yeah, he is," and just like, sort of like, big brothered, got me through because <laughs> I was like, "I've been busted." <laughs> sorry, guys. Going down. Is going that, down. Is that jail? T- is that jail down. time? I'm sorry. Don't call I really the police. This. <laughs> Put me in handcuffs. I'll get the we chair. Are- We've all, everyone's had to rehearse their date of birth or whatever for a film, right? Everyone, yeah. uh, yeah. my, I think my first one was, was uh, The World Is Not Enough. And my parents were like, and what oh, wow. year were you born? And I was going, 1987. <laughs> 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 whatever. But yeah. But, uh, my, my first certificate of 15 was a film, a, a horror film called House. And, uh, oh, yeah. Do you remember House? Yeah, and, I do. Uh, yeah, it was, it was that. And I remember, uh, like, faking, like, you know, trying to work out what my date of birth was and going right yeah uh, star sign if they ask what my star sign is like, I, I, just, <laughs> who was prime minister uh, when you were born yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it once I got into my first 15 I just thought right that's it and like yeah when it went about, literally about three days later I went and watched Platoon 
Uh, and then that, that, that <laughs> scene where Kevin Dillon smashes that guy's head open with the butt of his gun. I walked out of the cinema that day and thought, I don't want to watch any more 15s for a long time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. That's, yeah, that's, that's a great shout, Batman. Uh, like, but Batman Returns, I, I, I was super buzzing to go and watch it. And, and that kind of was the era of, um, oh no, it was just slightly after for the next Batman film, which we won't get into. But ba- Batman Returns, I thought was really good. Mm. I, you know, it was pretty dark. Danny DeVito, good turn as the Penguin. Like, mm. still had that really weird dark piece. So and gothic, like, true, isn't it? I, yeah, I loved the old Batman mm-hmm. with Adam Ware. I mean, I really loved that. I mean, the film, if you've ever seen that, that's absolutely camp, camp so joy. Bonkers, it's isn't it? Wonderful. Bonkers. It brilliant. But um, I loved that Batman, like you say, guys. It was it was incredible. Michael Keaton was great. The outfits, just, the liners. I'm just gutted that it looks like both his appearances in the future are going to be pulled from the cinema. Mm. Oh, really? So he's meant to be coming back, isn't he? And it looks like, well, yeah. they pulled Batgirl. Hmm. and he was in that yeah. and it now looks like they're going to have to pull the flash mm-hmm. for reasons I won't get into because it's ongoing yeah. legal stuff but yeah. it, it looks like they're going to have to pull it and you're like can you not just cut his scenes out and just show them just like just I'll pay <laughs> just yeah, yeah. cut all the other characters out I just want to see him yeah. back in the costume just like his show reel <laughs> yeah. has, has there been some weird stuff made accusations of about not against him. Oh, right. Against, no. yeah. Peyton's clear. But yeah, yeah. It, but the, it looks like they're going to have to pull the film. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It, I heard someone say something about um, uh, Batgirl the other day, and I was like, oh, right. I didn't, it, it's a proper weird choice to pull it. Just pissing away 90 million quid. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Just put it on HBO, and if you say pay, you have to pay a fiver to watch it, Isn't people it? would. Isn't it certain about the tax break? Like, if they don't oh, release it, it then they get a huge, huge tax break or something. Whereas if they release but, it, then they I have, want to see have Michael to Keaton, Alice. It's got to be pretty bad for them to, to think that it's I, better off I being think a tax doing break it. than a moneymaker. I think they're doing it on purpose. I think they're doing it to generate this hype. They probably felt that there wasn't enough <laughs> hype around it before. And then now this has happened. A lot of you know people apparently are outraged. So 
I think I think it's intentional. But I suppose I a bit, I, a bit like I, the I, I have trust issues with Hollywood and the man. <laughs> <laughs> what what what's happened in Hollywood that would make you not trust yeah, men, exactly. Alex? For God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not men, exactly. the man. The man, the capitalist man in his top hat and monocle. <laughs> Jacob Rees Mogg, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. I mean, we've also uh I mean, sh- shout out uh, while we've got film podcasters on to uh, our, f- our fellow uh, podcaster on the Distraction Pieces Network. And speaking of uh, big blockbuster films, Brett Goldstein's got a new gig. Oh, couldn't be- I couldn't believe it. I what sat through it and I went, oh my God. Did you stick about <laughs> and watch the credits at the end? Yeah, of the yeah so, I'm, so, so, so like I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso and I do listen to, I listen to Brett's podcast. I actually found, so I found Brett's podcast when I came up with the concept for this. Right. Because I thought I should probably see if there's anything doing the same thing. And obviously he has a question in his questions that's sort of similar, but I thought it's distant enough that he's not. Yeah. Plus he's like Premier League and I'm like, you know, Vanarama North. <laughs> um. Do you not know about this? He's been, he's been in the WhatsApp group Thor. huge amounts. So at the end of the Thor film, after the credits, when what? they put the thing up, no. they cut to Russell Crowe as Zeus talking about his son about the next film and he says my son Hercules and it cuts to Brett Goldstein as Hercules no way uh, it's the next the next big MCU villain well Brett. one of the next yeah did you not notice oh my no because I still haven't had a chance to see the new four film I really want to and I just haven't it was on our whatsapp group it. for I a fact that a massive spoiler isn't that oh massive? my God. <laughs> you just ruined it for him. Yeah, yeah. But it's, 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 it's shows fine. how much attention you insane. pay to our fucking group. Oh, I hate WhatsApp. I cannot be bothered with it. Um, now I feel like oh, it's, that was a terrible life choice. That is insane. It's, honestly, it's pro. It's I, I was so I, ha- I was so happy when I saw it. Oh my God! I'm gonna have to text him. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Um, oh wow! It's on YouTube. Brilliant. Go watch That's, it. That's so cool. It's. Uh, it's is, is, is pretty wonderful. Right, well, look, um, have we done everyone's top fives? Yeah, yeah, we have. done yeah, it. Uh, can have. I just throw a special mention? Go for it. Uh, Jurassic Park 3. I think we can all agree Ooh. that we will... No, I'm joking. The, the, third, um, the third one. <laughs> I'd, have pr- I'd have probably... I was like, I'd safe prob- space, yes, that's fine. That's, that's a good choice, if, yeah. If, if that's what you want, then... <laughs> I, if, if I had to, um, it would be Aliens. Obviously oh, for me, because yeah. Aliens is my favourite, probably my favourite film of all time, debatable. Or um, we, we mentioned James Carpenter earlier with Vampires, which is uh, you've got a very, it's got its moments, but it it's actually awful normally. Uh, <laughs> the Thing, I'd love to have watched The Thing. Yeah. What yeah. did you say? <laughs> I'd love to see The Thing. The Thing at the cinema, I think, would have twisted people's melons. Uh, it was hard, it's hard work that film if you you know for the for the, the creature uh, the creature feature it's an incredibly incredibly written and acted film um, but the, the 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 special effects in it for its time and I remember watching it and I was about fifteen and the bit where they go to resuscitate the dude mm. and things don't go quite as you'd expect when you resuscitate someone um, I just scared the absolute shit out of me and I'd love to see that reaction in a cinema but that or seeing Sigourney Weaver saying, get away from her, you bitch. It's just mm. like, just sit, for me, is like the peak of cinema. So, mm. yeah, um, she's my favourite hero of all time. I think Ellen Ripley's the shit. I think uh, it's close. Linda Hamilton did an absolute sterling effort as well. But, 
Yeah, I'd love it. Aliens or the thing. I'll take either. I don't think I could top Jaws or Wizard of Oz. Solid mm. choices. Great. They're great. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're up yeah. there. I'm good at lists, me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space for lists right here. <laughs> um, all right, well, look, um, before we wrap it up, so what can people expect week in, week out from the pod? And, what, and, if, and if you had to direct them to an episode Ooh. that would be a good taster where you think, do you know what? I don't expect you to say my one. You're right. There's no pressure on you to go. Like, <laughs> you go and listen to mine. Uh, but if you had to pick one, you go like, do you know what? This one really captures what we was trying to do with the pod. Where would you send them? I'm trying to think. What would you say, Alice? Um, I think... Um, pop, pop star. Oh, no, don't say not Grease pop too. star because it wasn't balanced. Like, something that you could balance that, that really like get into the nitty gritty of everything that we're talking about. I think the number 23 is quite a good example that's because a good, that's yeah, quite a divisive film. Because I anything, didn't like it and you did as well. So Yeah, that was, and was, then anything yeah. that would kind of spur the conversation, I suppose. But ultimately, I think it helps if you like the film too yeah. as well. So I guess mm. it just depends what you're into. But yeah, the ones where we can be properly balanced because there have been a few where we get to the end of the likes and I just kind of go, oh, that one bit of music wasn't very good, was it? And it's like, anything else? <laughs> nah, it was perfect. So I do, yeah. But the, yeah, number 23 is good. We've got one coming out shortly or it may already be out um, when this goes out. But I think the Solomon and Gaynor one was really good. But that's a very underseen one. That's the most, very the most underseen, underseen film. I'd never, I couldn't even find it. Yeah, it was, wow. it was, it was an interesting it's, 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 one. But, but yeah, a lot to say about one. it. Obviously. Obviously, Stu's one, talking about The Wanderers, best soundtrack we've ever done. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. But it's like the shit that film. But <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I quite liked it. I'm joking, I'm joking. Have you ever watched it? I've been telling you to watch it for five years, haven't I? If, if I say, yeah, like that, what would you think? <laughs> would you think I'm lying? Do you know what? Go and pop your fucking uh, Matrix jacket on. Yeah. Get out in that heat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly Alice, Josh thanks so much for coming on mm, um, lots of fun thank thank you. podcast is available in all the usual places right yeah every Tuesday comes out every Tuesday underseen underrated films guest usually about once a month and a classic every now and then yeah so if you've got any ideas email in Chris you'll have to come on yourself if you're up for I'd it I'd love and, it uh, I'd, oh god you can, I love talking about films yeah, so I'd so, love to do it yeah, absolutely uh, uh, wherever you get your podcasts all the all the social media is just at films and that part or or just search for just films and that and you'll find us wonderful we're, we're also on the television i'll just shamelessly plug oh, yes, this one are, as yeah, well yeah. so we're on the local tv network every friday from 6 p.m so if you live in birmingham bristol leeds liverpool or the northeast of england we're on channel 7 on freeview if you live in north wales or south wales we're on channel 8 on freeview or Amazing. if you live anywhere in the uk and you have sky you can watch us on depending on when this comes out 195 or soon to be 188 because we've got bumped up the channels oh, so love that's it. quite nice <laughs> rising up the places love it <laughs> thank you so much for coming on we're going to press stop thanks for having us don't go anywhere thanks guys thanks. it's a drunken soiree in the within <laughs> Chris and Stu present our core listing the podcast